penises in this movie. So. None. <laughs> zero penises, zero Not sexual sex. tension. <laughs> nothing. Literally nothing good. There was a little sexual tension. Barely. Was there? It was a blink and you miss it. I mean, it was... It was one of my major problems with the movie was that there was just zero zero chemistry. But agreed. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, <laughs> this is I hate it. Let's watch it. I'm Lisa, and I'm Dawn. We're discussing leap year because guess what, Dawn? Today is leap day. It is leap day. It is the 29th of February. I actually have a friend whose child was born on leap day four years ago. So, so it's their first birthday. Yeah, technically. Yes, technically. So now, when do you think they should celebrate their birthday? Like normally, the 28th of February or March 1st? Oh. I always felt the 28th. Interesting. Because it's February. That's what my mom says. But I feel like it has to be March 1st because that would be the next day following February 28th. Right. I get that. But also, <laughs> it's now March. So if they're born on... Fe- it- yeah. No, I, I see your yeah. point. It's just like, I don't agree. <laughs> but no, but I also get your like point. Like so many things we do on this podcast. <laughs> We're so good at that. Ah, but what we do agree on was that this movie was hot garbage. Yeah, it was. And which means it's perfect for us. Yeah. Although this felt like a particular struggle for me. And I don't really know why. I was looking forward to it because I really like Matthew Good. And I was hoping to feel some more attraction to him in this movie than I did. But between his character and the lack of chemistry with Amy Adams, I was disappointed. I found him hotter in the movie than the poster, for sure. Because the poster, I feel like, does him no justice. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, Because initially, I was like, I don't know who this person is. Yes. And then when I looked him up, I'm like, okay, I've seen him in things. So the poster must be what it's... I'm honing in on because he doesn't look, I don't know, his best. The chemistry really did suck. And oh, God, I don't know, man. I have so many problems with this movie. And as I've said, my first one is the lack of chemistry. But my second problem is that Amy Adams plays an insufferable human being. And I like Amy Adams as an actress. I think she's very versatile and great. Dawn has different opinions on this. Well, I came to the revelation today after I watched this that I don't think I like her as an actress. (laughs) Because we have done three now Amy Adams movies. And I didn't. The first one I couldn't finish. Um, (laughs) The second one, I hated my initial watch, which was years ago. Appreciated it a bit more when we like when we watched it this was nocturnal animals yes okay i think i was just not really paying attention the first time to get what i was watching but in general i just think i don't know there's just like this lackluster way about her that i'm just like you're not really making me want to watch this anymore see i don't know that i had a problem with amy adams acting in this movie i think the character that was written for her to play was the fucking worst so i'm a little conflicted on it. i'm not sure which way i'm leaning because i do think that she has performed well in other roles so i'm hesitant to say that this was a bad acting job on her behalf yeah so Amy Adams is playing, uh, I'm trying to describe her character a control here. freak? She's a control freak. She appears rather snobbish and stuck up, arrogant in a way. She stages apartments for I kinda realtors. I kind of like that job. Kind of cool, yeah. Because growing up, I always wanted to be an interior designer, and that Ooh, actually yeah. looks fun. It's like... It's like playing The Sims, but in real life. Yes, and you don't have to worry about buying the furniture. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. So it does sound like a cool job. Yeah. But I do understand what Declan's character was saying later in the movie, where it feels kind of empty. Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. The purpose of it feels deceptive, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But regardless, she has a cardiologist boyfriend played by Adam Scott. Love him, though. He love him, too. And even when he plays kind of annoying or undesirable characters, I think he does a great job. <laughs> he really does. Because to be honest with you, for me, Adam Scott is Parks and Rec, hands down, for the most part. Yes. But then I recently watched Severance. Okay. I've heard such good things about that. So good. And it's like, just to see his range it's fantastic he reminded me kind of of his role in big little lies in this movie a little bit where he was kind of he had a coldness about him yes but also he wasn't like a complete tool bag no but like you wanted to think he was and then he'd like the times when she'd call him he seemed genuinely happy to talk to her right 
But in person, I felt like he couldn't stand her. You know what I mean? Like underlying, he couldn't stand her. And I was like, what is their deal? And she also, given her personality and the whole OCD and controlling and needing things to be perfect and all that, I didn't see her as somebody that needs a man. So for her to have that obsession of wanting to be engaged seemed off to me. We didn't really dig enough into her backstory. We get a little bit bit of it at one point. And it made no sense to me because... John Lithgow's in this movie for two seconds for two seconds as her father and then she establishes later on that he was a very unreliable dad he wasn't there he lost their family tons of money and so they grew up in poverty but Mm. she doesn't act like it other than those control freak tendencies which could come from literally anything yeah she behaves so snobbishly and like she like you comes didn't come from, from money. Nothing. Right. Yes. So it was really confusing to me that she was so obsessed with getting this really nice apartment mm-hmm. and that she needed this engagement, that it was so important to her that her boyfriend is a cardiologist. Like that's the first thing she says about him all the time is that he's a cardiologist. Yep. She's so concerned about wealth and this upper crust yes this upper crust lifestyle and so it makes even less sense that you'd also think that they lived in new york but they live in boston yes they're in boston (laughs) but it makes even less sense that she ever has any sort of epiphany that she might want something different out of life like who taught her that she needed those things why did she believe that she needs those things and i just don't think we get enough of her character she's so one-dimensional very and so when she has a change of heart at the end of the movie you're like why (laughs) but it took all of that to get you to that point which it's very she goes through a lot i mean after the the first hiccup i would have been like that's it i'm done oh my god alberto and i turned to each other said the same thing because okay so oh wow okay we need to establish a lot more before i can tell this story so anyway she and jeremy are trying to buy this apartment together they're four years into their relationship she expects him to propose at a fancy dinner reservation but he gives her diamond earrings can i just say she had a dress fitting for this dinner Oh, did she wear that dress yes. to the dinner? Yes. Okay. I kind of, I thought that that was just like another thing that she was doing for like another event she was attending. Right. Or like she was a bridesmaid or something and yeah. needed to get it done. No, that dress. Oh, yeah. And see, like, this is the gross level of wealth we're talking mm-hmm. about here. So that's why it seems so bizarre that she comes from nothing and seems so comfortable in this lifestyle of excess. And it doesn't, doesn't feel guilty it does, about no, it. No, yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's a very common thing when you come from humble beginnings that when you finally have all this money, you don't even really want to spend it because mm-hmm. it seems so excessive. But anyway, so they're at this dinner. She thinks he's going to propose, but he gives her diamond earrings and then he gets called away to operate on some kind of complicated surgery so she's all bummed out about this and then after the surgery he's flying directly to dublin for some cardiology conference there so she decides on a whim because her father told her that her grandparents got engaged on leap day right because it's an irish um it's an irish tradition tradition that whatever on leap day the woman can propose to the man Right. Like a Sadie Hawkins thing. Yeah. But for engagements. And yeah. And it seemed like, yeah, it's a cute thing. But that was another thing, too, that her dad says to her, like, four years, like, it's about time. Like, what took him so long? Like, that's Mm -hmm. another one of those things where you're just kind of like, she seems fine without the guy. It it was weird. And it, it also brings you to that whole like if he wanted to he would yes Declan says this at some point Mm -hmm. he's like this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard because if a man has been with you for four years and like hasn't been talking about getting engaged or isn't making those moves he doesn't he doesn't want to get married which is a great thing for people to hear out there it's something I needed to hear after being in an eight-year relationship and having the same issue (laughs) so I think that's like a wake-up call that a lot of women aren't ready for yeah you don't want to hear you dodged a bullet but you dodged a bullet exactly oh i i am well aware but i think you know it never it never occurred to me to propose to my boyfriend because i think there is a subconscious awareness that like if he's not doing it then like something must be wrong yeah and she's not willing to 
probe into that, I guess. She just wants to hop on that plane and go do the proposal herself. And she does get, I mean, we also learn about a lot of superstition, Irish superstitions. Oh my God, is this a stereotype? Because I feel like there's no way that the Irish are are like this. I mean, I want to (laughs) say I follow a lot of superstitions. So as I was watching it, I was like, okay, I believe those. (laughs) I am part Irish, so I guess maybe sure. my blood okay but no like a lot of it's just like oh don't travel don't start an adventure on a saturday right. or or a friday don't. or a sunday the problem was nobody seemed to know exactly what the traditions <laughs> were <laughs> no. so i learned nothing about when i should be traveling <laughs> no but like she does pass a black cat and that yes is you know one of the things that affects a slew of her travels but <laughs> if you, you know she that. gets on this plane and she starts talking to this priest and telling the <laughs> priest, and he's just like rolling his eyes. Yeah, like, he's whatever. Like, I really don't give a shit. Thank I don't you. care. And they hit turbulence, but it's like the worst turbulence you could ever hit. Right. And the gas masks or the oxygen masks come down. Or the gas masks. <laughs> Sorry, not gas masks. There's there's a nuclear leak. <laughs> not that kind of movie. Um, but might have been more interesting if probably. It had been. And like one of the things that she says is like, "I'm not dying before getting engaged." It's like yeah. again. The obsession, why? I don't right, know. she never really seems so desperate about that. Yeah. Because she doesn't even think that they might be getting married until her friend says, oh, I saw Jeremy in this jewelry mm-hmm. store. And she puts her that idea in her head. She, we don't hear Anna say anything about wanting to be engaged or thinking no. that it was time or whatever. It just it doesn't feel right. But the plane gets diverted to Wales and she is stuck trying to find her way over to Ireland to get to Dublin. Everything's canceled. Nothing's flying out. And this is the point where Alberto and I turned to each other and we were like, I would not do this for you because she hires a boat to take her to court. It's reminding me if anybody's like on the North Sea TikTok oh, algorithm. God. Yeah. It's exactly what it reminded me of. Like she's on this, it looks like a tugboat in it's the so middle tiny. of like the craziest storm in, at yeah. sea. And she's totally calm because like the yeah, ship she's captain like, you is, told me you were going to take yeah. me here and he's like, we can't go yeah, there. Sorry. Yeah. Like literally, do you see this ocean right now? <laughs> So that's that's part of the reason why she's so insufferable because she even she goes to the counter at the airport after being told that nothing's flying out and she talks to these desk agents. She's like, "Hey, I'm trying to get engaged here, so like women to woman to woman, can you get me to Dublin?" And these women are like, "Fuck you. No, we're not going to like charter a special plane uh-huh. so that you can go get engaged." But she has that attitude the entire movie that like people should just do things for yes. her. And I think I actually wrote that down. I'm like, does she really think this attitude is going to get you anywhere? Right. It's not. It's not like she's rude, but she's just she's she thinks her entitled. circumstances are enough. Yeah. For it's like oh, right to people to make exceptions for or her or feel bad for her. And yeah. It's like no, this shit happens. People every day. have real problems. Yeah. Like they might be trying to get to dying relatives or something, and like you just want to get engaged because your boyfriend isn't proposing on the timeline that you want. I don't. Whatever. So she finally makes it to Ireland. But she rolls up to this little pub and she tries to get a taxi, but it's such a small town that the pub owner is also the taxi cab owner. And he's like, yeah, I'm not taking you to Dublin. So she's going to stay the night. Yes. And he's also the only inn in town. And we get that that typical rom-com overseas trope. There's several. Dawn. The tropes in this movie, vomit inducing. And they're one after the other. Like, this I want it. Yes. Like, pick one and, and like stick with it and do it right. But first no. thing I thought of, just married. The electrical outlet. <laughs> yes. Takes yep. takes out the electricity in the whole town. Trying to plug in her cell phone, which, by the way, she tears the room apart. Oh, my God. Trying to charge her cell phone. And she doesn't even flinch. She's kind of like, oh, no, that whole cabinet fell over. And then she's still trying to move the bed. I'm sorry. To get the to bed the is not moving. Stop yeah, forcing stop it. Yes. Yeah, stop <laughs> it. She breaks everything in this room trying to plug her cell phone in. It was like in. bolted to the wall. She's like, come yeah, she, on. She's ripping this room apart just to charge her cell phone. And then even when, um, when Declan comes comes up and he's like what the fuck did you do in here she's like i'm trying to charge my phone as though like that right. explains why there's so much damage if it was worth all of that yeah but we also find out that declan is in a lot of money troubles with his pub and so she has offered an exorbitant amount of money for someone to take her to dublin and so he's finally like okay well i need this money so i will take you to dublin mm-hmm. he's got like a ramshackle car it's kind of cute. It is kind of cute. I mean, he, it, he kept saying it was a classic. It's what I imagine most people in Ireland drive. You know, like mm-hmm. you're not going to see BMWs and no. 
Lexus and stuff like that there. So they get on the road. They're bickering the whole time because obviously neither of them likes the other. She's being really obnoxious. She's like, my suitcase is Louis Vuitton. My shoes are... Oh, she said how much they were. Yeah, they were like $600 shoes, which by the way, she does so much walking in these shoes and I just don't believe it. I also feel like it's the only shoes she brought with her. Uh, Yes. I can't believe she didn't bring another pair of shoes. Again, she's planning for a day. She is like, I'm going to get there. We're going to do this. We're coming home. Like, yeah, I don't need to. Yeah, and she's like, oh, I'll have time to go shopping and stuff. And it's like, I don't understand. Like, you're mm-hmm. so annoying. And so they're driving along the road and they get stuck. Trope number two. They get stuck behind a herd of cows. And he is like, I'm just going to sit here and wait for them to move. She's like, absolutely not. And she tries to get them to move. And it's successful. But then she steps in a giant cow turd. And while she's trying to scrape it off of her one pair of shoes that she brought, she's leaning against the hood of the car and the car starts to roll backwards downhill. So they're trying to chase it. They can't catch it. It rolls off the road. Very, very yeah, significant Until like a, a small a bog. A, a bog, a pond. A swamp. Or Swedlow swamp. Never thought we would bring that up again. I'm going to look life. for every opportunity to bring up a swamp. Check out the merch guys yeah <laughs> we have a shirt for it <laughs> that's not how swamps work nope so now they're out of a vehicle so they have to walk to the next establishment however while they're walking down the road a van pulls up she's a fucking idiot she's so stupid <laughs> and Declan tries to warn her he's like I wouldn't do this if I were you but they come along and this guy's like oh my god do you need a ride I'm going to Dublin what a coincidence like I will take you no problem he grabs her suitcase throws it in the back of the truck with his other two hoodlum friends and just drives off and leaves her there while she's in the middle of like lecturing Declan on like yep. how these people are so much nicer than he is so they literally just steal her thousand dollar suitcase i also found it funny that they stole her suitcase but not her purse yeah i like, guess i, I would have thought they would have just taken both her bags to put in the van and then left. maybe they thought she would be suspicious about that mm. and there was like enough of value in the suitcase that they were fine with it true so <laughs> suitcase is gone but they get to the next town the next bar and she is trying to locate a phone to call another taxi. She's like, fuck you, Declan. I don't want anything to do with you. But she notices the hooligans that robbed her on the road conveniently yeah. are hanging out in this pub. And they're like going through her luggage and like playing with her bras and stuff, which mm-hmm. was kind of uncomfortable. And then once again, this woman's an idiot. She walks in and confronts them and is like, I want my stuff back. And they're like, yeah, we're not we're not going to give that to you. And they're getting kind of aggressive about it. So then, of course, Declan comes in. He's like, give her stuff back i don't want to have to get involved here but then he does and he like beats the shit out of all of them single-handedly she just stands there with her mouth open like oh my god i think she threw like a a drink in one of their faces yeah (laughs) she barely helps but this little fight gets them kicked out of the pub and so they're back on the road. So her next plan is she buys a ticket for a train to Dublin, but the train doesn't leave for two and a half hours. So there, she wants to wait at the bench mm-hmm. by the train station. Declan's like, hey, there's a really cool castle up here. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Obviously, you have two and a half hours. You go check this castle out. Exactly. <laughs> But she's like, no, I don't want to. And then she only goes because there's a dog that like barks at her aggressively. Yeah. Like, you better fucking go. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So then she goes with him. And he tells her the history of the castle. It's this really nice story about the olden times, some mm-hmm. kind of legend or myth or whatever. I won't get into it. It's really not that relevant. No. Except for the fact that Anna makes it about her. Yep. Because it's about some guy stealing this girl away from her betrothed. And so she's like, oh my God, you're hitting on yeah me. <laughs> like she totally missed the purpose of she's the story. such a narcissist <laughs> like you're hitting on me and, and he's like uh what yeah and like let's keep in mind we're like 45 minutes into this movie and like this is about the time where i want to start rooting for them to get together mm-hmm. and i'm not because she's still acting like such a bitch that i'm just like why would i want you to find love with this man like he, what, what is wrong with you right so whatever. He's like, no, I'm not hitting on you, you fucking idiot. But it starts to rain and she hears the train whistle. So they're like running back down this hill to get to the train. Are they really up there for two hours? I don't know how long it took them to hike there. <laughs> it didn't seem that far. No. But also they were taking their time. And I'm, as we were just discussing, you know, like on a timetable, I can be a little bit anxious, as mm-hmm. can you. So I think I would kind of like, does nobody have a phone? Fo- like she has a phone, I guess, but it 
died and she couldn't charge it. But like nobody had a watch, just like a yeah. general idea of what time it is. Nobody seems to care. I don't know. So she like slips down this hill. She's covered in mud. Yeah. She misses her train. And they're at the train station. She's having like a full meltdown, mm-hmm. like unable to speak meltdown. And the the train keeper, I don't know what to call this guy. Yeah, I mean the ticketer, the ticket the, guy. <laughs> He's not the conductor, but no. like he runs the train station ticket booth. He invites them back to the best B&B in town, which mm-hmm. happens to be his own home that he has with his wife, and they take in travelers. So they go back to the house, and immediately his wife is like, oh, you know, so happy to see a nice couple because I just turned some travelers away for trying to stay with us when they weren't married. They weren't even ashamed about it. So here, enter trope number 11, Yeah, where they have to pretend that they're married so they can stay at these people's house. That's a weird rule. Ireland is a little old-fashioned in that way. I mean, it's a very Catholic country. Yes. So, I mean, to stay the night at a place because even if you're not married. Well, I guess in the same room. Maybe. But this wasn't necessarily weird to me. What was weird to me was later in the movie when you find out that the apartment that they were trying to buy. Oh, don't even get me. Okay, all right. Well, we'll hold off then. I have a whole thing about it. Okay, great. We can get to that later then. So they have to pretend that they're married. So they're sharing one room, trope number 12, one bed, and they flip for it. And Declan does the old heads I win, tails you lose thing so that she has to sleep in the shower. But then while she's in the shower she's like wait you tricked me (laughs) you're an idiot yeah you're like such an idiot so he forfeits the bed to her but the hostess comes in and is like oh we're having tripe for dinner and she's like oh great Declan we're having tripe and then Declan's like oh um yeah actually I'll cook which was really nice of him to do it was there were moments in this movie I didn't hate him. Like, I no, mean, he wasn't the I worst. I didn't hate him either. But again, I felt like he was a very one-dimensional character. And like, she she calls him out later on his like whole grumpy exterior. But yeah. even his backstory, I felt, wasn't developed enough. I just didn't really, like, we didn't get anything until the very end of the movie of like what happened to yeah. him. So, you know, whatever. He does cook dinner. Anna helps him. This was also confusing to me because he has to like show her how to cook. And again... If she grew up poor, she probably knew how to do some household chores. I would think so. (laughs) So, including cooking, maybe? So, I don't understand why she doesn't know how to make a stew. But, whatever. They do that together. And then, they're at dinner. This was weird. This was uncomfortable. I watched this movie with Alberto, but I felt like I was watching it with my parents in this scene because I... I watched it alone and I felt I felt that embarrassment of like, oh no, he sees me watching this. (laughs) We're experiencing this moment together and it's so weird. But there's another Italian couple staying at this house with them and, you know, they're all talking about what makes a good marriage, yada yada. And they're saying, every time you kiss your partner, it should be like the first and the last time. So they are all demonstrating how they kiss their partners in front of everybody. And the Italian couple really fucking goes for it. I I looked away because I... Like, yeah, I felt like I, I was, was intruding. intruding. Yeah, <laughs> intruding on a moment. So they're all kissing and then they're like, oh, you guys have to kiss. Trope never, whatever we're up to now. Yeah. You guys have to kiss. So at first, Declan just tries to get away with a little peck on the cheek. They're like, nah, that's not Declan good enough. Just shy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which like, I agree. Like you should. After that, I'd be totally shy about it too. Yeah, you like, shouldn't have to be pressured into Okay, well, whatever. So they, they do a little make out and it obviously affects them. Mm-hmm. more than they were expecting and so when they go to bed that night Declan's like the shower's still wet <laughs> can I sleep in the bed with you and she agrees and then this was another weird scene it kind of reminded me of Wedding Crashers when Owen Wilson and Rachel McAdams take turns like tiptoeing to each other's rooms at yes. night except yes. I think that was cute whereas this was weird <laughs> because they both they were laying next to each other yes they're laying next to each other less than a foot away they're facing away from each other but they're both awake and then they do this slow rotate (laughs) onto their backs as though they have no idea the other person is also doing this and then they make eye contact for like a second and then they like immediately turn over it was 
awkward. Like yeah. I don't, I don't appreciate that. Moment. I think that's where I found the um, the sexual tension, like the tension. Ew, but really? It was very quick. It was it, quick. Well, like I know what they were going for there. I just don't think I felt more uncomfortable and awkward than I felt like, oh, something might happen here. Right. It didn't turn me on. That's for sure. Yeah, but and obviously Declan feels the same way because the next morning he makes her breakfast. And when he's going to bring it to her, ah, yes. Anna's making a phone call to Jeremy, who's like super excited that she's come to Ireland to see him and he can't wait for her to get there. And they, they got the apartment. This is when they find oh, out yeah. they got the apartment. And she's so excited. And Declan is like all sad boy sad. And <laughs> he does that typical like, oh, wait, I wrote it down. <laughs> Because it annoyed me because it was that typical. It's, everything was that typical in this movie. Oh, I'm, I'm like, I hate that now he's going to act all butthurt that she's not his and like whatever. And it's like, but you knew that already. So you right. can mad. It has been two days. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's get some perspective here. And I say that at the end of the movie, too. Like when when he proposes, it's like you knew this woman for three days, four tops, and then didn't speak for however long it takes for her to realize that she like wants to go back. Like, <laughs> I'd give it a week. I think it was probably like a week or so. But I, yeah, I was just kind of like, not long enough. <laughs> I'm like, there's no fucking guy that's going to sit there and be after two days, be butthurt about. Right. Situation. Exactly. So they find out because. Now Anna is like more motivated to get to Dublin. She finds out from their host that they're not that far from Dublin. Oh, this was, this was kind of funny though because she asks him, she goes, "Can you drive me?" Yeah. And he's like, "Totally would. My wife has the car and she's doing all her like she's at mass yeah, she's at and church. then she has to do all this stuff." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, but like when she gets back, he's like, "Well, it's going to take like all day cuz she's like in Dublin." And she's yeah. like, "What?" Yeah, god fucking damn it. <laughs> like go figure yeah so she is like back on the road and Declan is trailing after her and it starts to hail out of nowhere and they have to go seek shelter in the nearest building superstition there with the hail i believe was there um i think i I saw it on imdb hold on a second oh i don't know of any superstitions involving hail okay i don't know where i read oh here it says oh that it's murphy's law oh oh okay when they yeah. get trapped in the house declan storm. says that yeah yeah that's murphy's law with you because literally everything goes wrong when yeah. they try to do anything so they have to take shelter in the nearest building which happens to be a church and they burst in on a, a wedding. wedding in progress <laughs> and then they just join Crash the wedding the entire wedding <laughs> which maybe i don't know if like irish people are just more welcoming than americans well, the priest seemed very welcome he's like well yeah just sit down like, yeah <laughs> right like if you're done disrupting my service then yeah and he also volunteers to take them to Dublin after the ceremony or whatever. So that's why they have to stay. So they're like at the reception or whatever. The bride makes kind of like a cheesy. Little, it was cheesy, but kind of I kind of liked it. Yeah, I think I would like it if Alberto had come up with that and said it to me. But like seeing other people do it, I'm just kind of like, okay. This is cheesy. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is gross. In the, in the same way that lots of things about relationships are gross when you're not in them, you know? Oh, yeah. Like on The Bachelor, if somebody writes to them a song, I'm just like, oh, God, please it's stop. Disgusting. But if somebody wrote me a song, I might be like, oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah. So. Do you know the amount of things I'm in front of that I'm like, um, <laughs> secretly want done for me? Thanks. Yeah, it's not even that, like, that I want them done for me, but like if they were done for me, I would feel differently about them. Mm -hmm. So this is where we get sort of Declan's backstory. He reveals that he has been engaged once before. Mm -hmm. And then again, he does his whole like sad boy thing and like leaves the wedding and she has to go after him. And he's like, can you just like stop asking me questions about my personal life? (laughs) Which is fair because presumably they're not going to see each other ever again after he finishes taking her to Dublin. True. But Anna also gets like fucking toasty at this wedding and is like. She causes like wreaks havoc. I mean. (laughs) She constantly is wreaking havoc. Doesn't she like her heel go into the bride's head? Yes. Declan convinces her to dance. Yeah. And some guy is swinging her around and her (laughs) fucking shoe flies off her foot, beams the bride directly in the forehead. So now she's got this huge gash on her forehead. And while she's apologizing, she knocks a glass of wine, red wine, onto the bride's dress. She's Bella Swan level clumsy, Mm. but I feel like that's never really established about her as a person. Like nobody ever comments and is like, oh, Anna, like fucking clumsy No, I think it's just a matter of the amount of bad luck things happening to her. In the process of trying to do... I guess. I yeah. feel like this movie was confusing to me in tone because I was not paying attention to the bad luck. And maybe that's just because I'm not really a believer in superstitions mm. or luck or anything. 
But I feel like, you know, luck of the Irish is obviously something that is known, but it's usually associated with St. Patrick's Day and like Yeah, that. it's a one shot deal. And so a like once a year scenario. It's just if I don't know, it just feels like leap year is a different thing. So I wasn't really thinking in the direction of luck, but whatever. So they have this intimate moment on a beach <laughs> somewhere in the moonlight. And it seems to be getting like very personal and then she throws up on his shoes. So Which is a callback to when her shoes are dirty. <laughs> Right. Because they love to just throw them in the wash or whatever. Right. Yeah. They love to do that in this movie. And it's like, there's so many callbacks. It's a little bit too much. Yeah. (laughs) Which I think we did not cover the initial part of that where he asked her the question if you had 60 seconds to get out. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So if your house house was was on on fire fire, um, and you had 60 seconds to get out, what would you take? And she couldn't say a single thing. Right. And. She asked him, and he was basically like, well, I'm not telling you. Right. And then we, we find out <laughs> that we? when he talks about his prior engagement and all that, that the ring he had given to that woman was his mother's clatter ring. Right. And that's what he would have taken. But it's not in the house anymore. It's still with his It's with the ex-fiance. That makes no sense. <laughs> so if your house goes on fire, you don't even have it. What would you take? What would I take? Oh, God. Yeah. Lily. Yeah, right. Like my cat, my cat, getting my cats together would take I, okay. the entire 60 seconds. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, this bitch would be not happy with me, but I would yeah. get her out first. I think about that constantly. I'm like, if there's an emergency and I need to get these cats out of this apartment, how can I wrangle them quickly enough? Like, I don't think I could. <laughs> At least you have another set of hands now. Though. That's true. That that will help. But they'll probably be hiding if it's something loud or right. disruptive. Like, so, like they won't handle the chaos. Yeah, the to get salsa out from under the bed can take, <laughs> can take hours on a good day. <laughs> So it's like, give me a minute. Give me like two minutes. Yes. Give me 120 seconds, please. (laughs) And like, not because I don't know, but because like, it will take me a while. She's taking forever. (laughs) The house is crumbling around me. (laughs) And I'm still trying to get salsa out from under the bed. (laughs) And salsa just like literally crawls out like nothing affected her. Like, yeah, the the house is like, mom, what do you want? Right. (laughs) I was sleeping. Why are you making all that noise? Can a a girl get a nap? (laughs) (laughs) She's the ultimate nap queen. She is. We digress. Yeah, Um, yeah. So, all right, so that was the callback to the... Yes. She throws up. Yeah, the shoes, the throw up and whatever. So now it's the next day. Yeah. They are asleep outside on a bench. Yeah. In February in Ireland. No way. Absolutely no way. Their Februarys are colder than ours. At least the sun was shining. I don't care. <laughs> There's no But way. like he didn't have a coat to where she yeah. had to put a coat over him. But was it her coat? I don't know. <laughs> but she, she leaves it with him. She leaves it with him. Well, well, we make she makes it seem like she left. I know. I got real mad about that. Oh, so I'm I was so like, angry. Are you fucking kidding? Oh, he like, just got bitch. on that bus and left him after he went through all of this for you. But then also you think about it and you're like, maybe it's for the best. Right. Like... <laughs> Cut your losses, man. Yeah. And he wakes up and he thinks that she's left on this bus to go to Dublin, but she actually went to get them coffee. And then he's like, um, you missed your bus. She's like, there's like another one in 20 minutes. So like, we're fine. And she insists on taking him the whole way with her. I also, really quick, I found this to be the most nonchalant she's been the entire movie. Yes. Like all of a sudden. Oh, it's in 20 minutes, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's what we're meant to understand about her. That she's slowly. Yeah, she's she's having an awakening to like, I don't have to be so uptight. I can just roll with the punches and everything will be fine. I don't think that it works. I don't think. No, it doesn't happen that quickly also. Exactly. Like she needs to be in years of therapy before she can have (laughs) this level of lackadaisical like, oh, we'll just catch the next one. I also feel like it should be the 29th by now. Isn't it? I'm pretty sure it is. that day but i'm saying like yeah well like sooner it should have come the passage of time was confusing i actually would have appreciated if every day they'd come up with like two days till leap day or like one day kind of like in true detective when they told us how many days of night it was yes exactly (laughs) exactly because i was getting lost in how much time i I thought that she was flying in on the 28th Mm -hmm. and so like the next day was the day day. before but then they have so many days of traveling so i I, it was and it made it seem longer so i would have appreciated that but she does get to dublin on leap day and they have some time to kill beforehand so they're walking around dublin and he finally tells her about his ex-fiance that him and this woman kaylee and their mutual friend 
Stewart feels sure, like I don't the think right I remember name. what the name was. I don't know. I didn't write it down, so I'm just going to guess. But they... Oh, no, wait. <laughs> That's from Dexter. I was watching Dexter today. <laughs> what a turn. <laughs> anyway, so it's Kaylee and this other guy. Wasn't it... Did he try to insinuate that it was like his brother or something? Or I was somebody sure about him? that. It was definitely somebody close to him. Because he cuts himself off and she's like, I get it. Yeah, like, right, right. And I'm like, oh, and what I, do yeah, we but get? I didn't get it. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I didn't get it either. To get right now. Yeah, because he was like, I thought that we were both madly in love, but it turns out. And it's just like, but, but like, what happened? Like, so I assume she she, she went with the somebody. business part, like the oh, third right. partner okay. or whatever. But like, they were engaged. So like, what do you mean you thought you were in love and you were wrong? Like, you were in, you were to the point in the relationship where you were going to get married and then you realized that she wasn't in love with you i don't know <laughs> people are weird people are weird so he that's when he tells her like oh she still has my mother's cloud ring and anna's like you should go get it back and it's like okay well like it's that fucking easy shut up right like he's ripping open old wounds it's probably here. easier than her trying to fucking get to dublin right now but probably whatever. yeah well now that they're there he might as well so he Two takes birds. <laughs> he takes her to the hotel and they have this moment of like saying goodbye, but they don't really want to say goodbye. Oh, and she was because she was going to pay her toll yes. of yeah, he, how much she owes him. 675 euros. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, there's an ATM in the hotel. Let's yes. go in. Yeah. And he she, lets her take the money out. He lets her take out. the money out. And then he's like, just give me yeah, the Yeah, never bob. mind. That was cute to me when he, all he wanted from her in payment was the coin that they flipped about sharing the bed. Yep. That is a cute little like sentimental thing. That was cute. Thing. I appreciated that. I also like that it's called a bob. Yeah. And he kept calling her bob, but it wasn't money, right? Wasn't there another bob? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> this so, movie is stupid. <laughs> yeah. In the end, he just wants the coin and um as that exchange is happening you hear jeremy yell for her down the hall yes. and he sees her and he comes by and immediately as the third wheel person you know you're interrupting something <laughs> but like you know in jeremy's case you know you're interrupting something right and then also being declan you're like i'm interrupting something. i'm interrupting something but he doesn't i felt like he didn't walk away fast enough yeah like right. i would have just been like see up by and like i hated that not that he was wrong because he didn't know the circumstance at that mm-hmm. moment but when jeremy was like did you tip the guy and i'm like oh yeah i know that was um, yeah like that that was that like pompous like <laughs> right yeah did you, know, you did he did you take care did of you him take care of the help yeah like, exactly i didn't exactly. like that but yeah. also again the circumstances he doesn't know, he doesn't know. yes and he's again still there not exactly <laughs> close to them but he was still kind of there right and Jeremy says to her, I miss you so much, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, we should be married. Yeah, I got we? to thinking, why aren't we married? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, I was so angry. Not and a then, great proposal. <laughs> yeah, not at all. And then she's like, what? Like, she was, and then you see, like, Declan, like, you got to be kidding me. Right. Like, I just did all this shit for her. And for also that. because he had just got done telling her like dude if your man's not proposing it's because he doesn't want to get married and then look at him he's getting done and proposing it's like oh well never mind yeah i was wrong about this exactly and he kind of does the moonwalk out of the hotel yes definitely moonwalks. um <laughs> the nick miller out of- <laughs> um and then jeremy's like will you marry me guess i'm saying great ring fantastic ring but he's not picking up on her uncertainty at all because no she, she hesitates a lot a lot I mean, and then he's like, gotta say something. It's being recorded. And like, everybody's like, right. Everybody in the lobby is just like taking pictures and like filming. And he doesn't even notice that not only is she hesitating, but she's looking for Declan. Yeah. Which, again, I guess your mind wouldn't automatically leap to, oh, my girlfriend must have fallen in love with the guy who's been escorting her to Dublin the past couple of days. But it is weird and suspicious, and he's just pushing her for the answer. Mm -hmm. So she says yes, obviously. So they're engaged now, and then we kind of see like a brief scene of Declan reuniting with Kaylee in a bar. And I don't think anyone thought that he was trying to get back together with her or anything. We we knew he was going after the clatter ring. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's happening. And then Anna and Jeremy go back to Boston. They're happily engaged, I guess. Maybe they have an engagement party. In their new apartment. In their new apartment. And they're talking to 
one of their friends and it comes up that oh like getting engaged and getting the apartment is a package deal and then this is when Jeremy reveals that it actually was kind of a package deal because when he got the phone call from the apartment people it was implied that they want married couples living there and so Jeremy immediately says, oh, we're about to get engaged. We're hours away from our engagement. So I figured it was a good time to get engaged and get married because they weren't going to accept us if we were not married. So obviously Anna is like upset by this news. So go ahead, Don. And finally realizing, like, (laughs) it just bothered me the presentation that he, like, you see the reaction of the three people you're telling. Right. He thinks this is the greatest idea he's ever had in his life. Oh, my God, that just worked out so perfectly. And it's like, no, you literally just proved you only did it to get the apartment. And then you you have to think about it. And you're like, did he do it for her? But also it seems kind of like a resentful bit because you're like, he clearly didn't want to get engaged. But he did it to get the apartment because she really wanted the apartment. So, because I felt like it was really on her more than on him. She makes the whole speech in the beginning to the apartment committee or whatever. she's selling herself. Like, like, I have always wanted to live here. Right. So, I guess you can look at it like that. But he also seems just very, like, I'm literally just doing this. I'm I'm on the fence about it because I understand why it was off-putting, the circumstances of it. But I also kind of understand that four years is sort of a tipping point in a relationship in terms of four years is long enough that you're together that you feel comfortable getting engaged. But I also would understand if you waited another year or two before getting engaged, depending on like where you are in your life. Like four years is not to me like, oh, why are you not married yet? Yeah, I wouldn't think that either. So... I think it's possible that he was thinking, I'm not in any rush, but since we're going to get married in the next few years anyway, I guess let's do it now. Like, I understand that's unromantic. It is, but I don't like he couldn't think of it on its on his own. Right. But I don't necessarily think he didn't want to get married to her at all. Mm. It was just he wasn't thinking about doing it in the near future until this thing came up. Again, I, I I'm not excusing it, but like, I don't know that it was worth pulling a fire alarm over (laughs) well that she was testing herself because it was the again callback callback you have 60 seconds what do you take what do you take he's running around getting his laptop yeah he's like i haven't posted the engagement video on facebook yet so i need this (laughs) yeah it was very like you get why she did it at that point and also Mm -hmm. i get it because i don't think i would have wanted to fake the rest of that time yes i mean she wanted the party to be over like how do you tell (laughs) people get the fuck out Right. I mean, it was an easier way to do it, but I, yeah, I don't think... Well, easier? Like, I don't know how it works in apartment buildings, but, like, that could potentially be a legal situation if you pull a fire alarm. That's true. <laughs> that is true. I mean, that in that case, dramatic. Yeah, a little dramatic. She could have faked a headache or stomach illness and just right. disappeared for the rest of the night. I, part of me feels like if she left, he wouldn't have noticed... Right, exactly. I thought she I thought she was just going to walk out right. after that, but she does the because we had to do the callback to mm-hmm. the 60 second fire alarm. So that relationship is over. And then we cut back to Ireland where Declan is doing like a fundraiser to save his pub because he's still in financial distress. The village comes together and donates. It's all very sweet to it keep is. the the pub going and then everything's busy he's churning out food yada yada and then a server comes in and says hey somebody says your chicken's dry and he's like um no it's done perfectly so i'm gonna go out there and confront right. this person and of course it's anna and she's just trying to get his attention so that she can confess like listen i'm not with jeremy anymore i want to be with you i don't want to make plans <laughs> like i just want to be it's right she's just- trying to prove that she's not like stuck up anymore and she could yes. go with the flow but it's comes off very bizarre and like let's just be fuck buddies for a little while kind and of yeah see like what i happens. don't want to make like do you want to not make plans with me and it's yeah like, what is that even <laughs> yeah what mean? is that like i understand again i understand what she was going for but it just ew, not right so <laughs> she finishes her speech and he says nothing and then just walks away 
way. That was so weird. I'm like, what is he? I knew then, exactly what he was doing. Well, part of me also felt like, oh, no, is he with the oh, ex-fiance? Oh, see, I never thought that for a no? second. No. I thought, it was, I thought it was pretty obvious what was happening. But Again, we didn't know the time frame after. That's also true. We don't know how much time passed. I feel like it had to be soon. At like, least a week. The minute you, you pulled that fire alarm, you knew you were going the next day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But how much time oh, from, passed from when they last saw each other in Dublin? Right, because she would Because they had to, to go back to Boston. Get the apartment. Get the apartment. It. Yeah. Well, super easy for her. That's her job. Right. So that's why it could have been a week. It could it could have been a week. I think I think maybe at minimum a week, maybe two, but we don't really know. It was it was it was in March. It was within the and same month. And then also month. Declan has been like doing all this stuff with the bar, the fundraising, and like everything's going yeah. well. So it, there seems to be some passage of time. But anyway, so she walks out in disgrace and goes to the edge of a very picturesque cliff to stare. I was like, oh, she's gonna jump. <laughs> <laughs> and so Declan shows up and he is like, what are you doing over here? What is he? What did he? say like he calls her the name the fake name that they gave her and he's like oh, where do you think you're going yes oh brady callahan yeah <laughs> like where do you think you're going yeah and then he he confesses oh i'm in love with you want to marry you like i don't want to not make plans with you i want to actually make plans that was kind of cute yes he saved that. it he salvaged it because it took she the whole butchered movie, it but yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> that's when i was kind of like i kind of love you yes he's a good like mr darcy-esque character yes. who seems very gruff and unapproachable at first but is like kind of a softy on the inside so he he proposes to her with his mom's clado ring which again that he has proposed to another woman with yeah and just got that ring back from yeah. her a week ago or something and then like literally he knew this woman for like three days although i think they have made a point earlier in the movie of saying that certain people got married after like a week of knowing the other person yeah or whatever so call back 500 call back a million so it's not like that uncommon but just based on their time together i don't have a lot of confidence that they can stand the test of time no but clearly she's gonna live there <sighs> yeah yeah she gives up everything and moves to ireland like i kept thinking that through the whole movie i'm like there's no way that even if they did have feelings for each other in these three days that they spent together it's not enough for her to give up her entire life i'm saying this <laughs> like alberto's in the other room doing that exact thing for me <laughs> You guys could have written this movie. On even less time. <laughs> but anyway, it's just so <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> Uh, but given who she is as a person, because... You don't change that quickly. You don't. And again, the chemistry was not there. So I, it doesn't make sense to me that she would suddenly feel like she could live her life with this person. Whatever. So the movie fades to black and all of a sudden it fades back in to them in his old car or whatever that's been fixed. Mm -hmm. And I turned to Albert. I was like, it's not over. I was like, I thought that was the end because we had to be so close. And I was just like losing my mind. Right. But they're like going on their honeymoon or whatever. And he's like, well, where should we go? He's got the map out. And she takes it from him and throws him in the backseat. And it's like, just drive. And it's yeah. like, <sighs> And then again, more callbacks to their back and forth of like. Right. Louis Vuitton. So right. You call him Louis. something in the wash. <laughs> he's on, what was on the roof? The suitcase. The Louis Vuitton oh, the suitcase. Louis was on the, yeah. Yeah. Just throw it in the wash. It'll be grand. It'll be grand. <laughs> this movie was garbage it was so bad <laughs> it's not good like i kid you not it was a fucking eternity i felt like oppenheimer was a shorter movie than this movie whoa i i don't i don't know how to explain i felt like i was in a time wormhole well yeah like i was telling you guys like i i dreaded putting it on and then like my mom called and I had to pause it and I was kind of like, no, I just want to get it over with. Like, I don't want to have to elongate this anymore. Right. It like, already took so much effort to push play in the first exactly. place. Now I have to do it again. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> and I'd like to say I don't feel that way about a lot of the movie. Like, not yeah. all of the ones we do. Um, it's just to wake up on a Saturday morning and feel like I have to do it is just not fun. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I'm actually, I'm really glad that we didn't watch this together because it I... It wasn't a great one to It would have been a slog literally the whole movie i'm like turning out where i'm like this is awful like why isn't it over we're better I, at watching like the horror ones together yes or just things that are more built for enjoyment this yeah this is a niche movie in terms of like you need to like rom-coms you need to be okay with egregious tropes yeah 
there are people who liked this movie. I was looking at the Rotten Tomatoes scores. So the critic score was 20 three percent i think Mm -hmm. 23 or 24 percent and the audience score was 47 percent so there were some people who liked this movie yeah imdb had some good reviews too i was surprised at i mean i i'm sure that it hits the spot for some people and i enjoyed the irish countryside like i i really would love to go to ireland a thousand percent i was like i want to go there so bad yeah so that was pleasant to the eye Mm -hmm. (laughs) but amy adams as uh, her acting again i'm not really sure where I land on it but her character was an awful person I mean I watched I'm trying to think of something else that like I said I think I only liked her in American Hustle honestly and then oh she was in the fighter I get I mean I watched the fighter for Christian Bale honestly but well sure also watched American (laughs) Hustle for Christian Bale Um, seeing a pattern here so many common denominators (laughs) here but no another superman i was it no it was the justice league and she plays lois lane and right don't it doesn't stick for me granted dc all of that doesn't stick like marvel does but it still it she was great in sharp objects Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Good. I'm I knew glad I was forgetting I, I'm glad something. I remember. Yeah, because I was like, no, she's definitely in like something that made me feel like she had range because I liked her in Enchanted, which is a very different role from Sharp Objects, and so I think she does have range. She as has an actress. Yes. yes. She does have range, but it's it's how she plays the character. But even in the the woman in the window, which is the first movie that we've covered starring her, your problem with her was more so with the character because the character was so frustrating frustrating as an agoraphobic and wouldn't leave the house and just like very frustrating to deal with and I felt like that was similar to her in this movie she was just so snobby and stuck up and like I just she was blase in uh nocturnal animals Animals too I honestly don't remember a lot about that movie just that she was just like shitty to Jake Gyllenhaal (laughs) I mean yes she was he had to write a book about like basically them her getting (laughs) murdered yeah well that feels like more a reflection on his character than hers (laughs) take it easy talk about a sad boy (laughs) yeah i had a totally different outlook on that movie the second time i watched it but um yeah no i think it's definitely probably a range issue and i'm glad you brought up sharp objects because i did forget about that yeah and i have wanted to rewatch it recently for some reason because i did like it a lot it was i read the book too yeah like it was that was a good series. It was good. But yeah, so that was Leap Year on Leap Day. <laughs> so we hope we're so topical. That. <laughs> um, that just fell into our lap, by the way. It really did. We were talking about February movies and you were like, oh, wait, there's a fourth Thursday because of Leap Year. What should we do? I was like, isn't there a movie called Leap Year? <laughs> I was like, yep, looked it up and it's horrible. <laughs> Done. Dunsies. <laughs> Game, set, match. So yeah, so that is February. That was a, a long February. Um, <laughs> for thursday february for thursday february which is never the case which means tomorrow's march and we will have march movies out oh my god pretty soon i think <laughs> sure. we just have to come up with that list yeah but yeah so you know where to find us to find you know all the information and movies upcoming and any other news we have uh twitter instagram and the website and do you have anything you'd like to add no surprisingly february 29th is light on holidays since it only occurs once every four years so happy leap day and if you have a birthday on leap day we would love to know if you celebrate the 28th or march 1st yeah that's a big question yeah we don't know what inquiring minds want to know (laughs) so you know reach out on the socials and let us know when the appropriate time to celebrate a 29th <laughs> happy birthday to yeah, all and y'all. happy birthday <laughs> all you leap year babies yes and until next time